Good day. This is a story of an individual member of the race that must overcome inherited trait. And this is a story that's adapted and it's telling to reveal how uh, this individual could possibly find release from this inherited trait only if she found a human partner willing to help through the transition back into normalcy. It seems that the story would suggest that this is only really possible by freeing the self. The individual can't rely on something outside of themselves in order to achieve this. There's no way that this spell can be undone. The individual can't be released from something outside. So, essentially, uh, this individual needs to become that human. That supports through that process of becoming and transitioning back into normalcy. It is with a sigh of gratitude that I realize this means that there is work to be done for this ally to strengthen and learn the lessons that are imparted during the transition uh, to proceed from there with a way to integrate the psychological qualities that are needed to uh, synthesize that will um, give the necessary support and the stability to uh, grapple with this inner turbulence. And essentially what this is talking about is the transformative archetype in the metaphorical sense of the feminine and the masculine and to create this psychic resol resolution uh, into wholeness. This portrayal of transformation is a conditioning of the self which is placed divided against itself 
and that to live in harmony among the self, one needs to depart from the earthly plane to meet up with the higher self, which can impart a message that will resonate to the physical planes. Essentially, I am one of these kind, and I have a sense of responsibility to myself and far too long I have looked to find someone in the sphere of others that I might be able to entrust to help me through my transition. And the thing is that there is no such person. And that the only person that I can truly rely on is myself. And I've known this all along, but I've had a hard time struggling with accepting that because of thinking that I am unworthy or not strong enough or not good enough to be my own redeemer, essentially. I have always felt that I needed to have someone hold my hand through the process. And not because I am not fiercely independent, but because it was ingrained into my head at some point in time that I needed someone to care for me that I could not care for myself. My purpose was to care for other people and to take care of them and their wants and their needs. And only after doing that could I care for myself. And there's never been enough to go around. And I've always been this depleted being. I know ways of like bringing back up my energy level, um, but only to fill the cup so that it can be poured out again. Um, I don't have a problem with giving energy to others. I just don't like people being vampires about it. I like when I'm able to freely give my energy because I can give it in ways that as I give it, it also fills me up with a different kind of energy. One that is me knowing that I'm giving in service rather than to meet the demands of what others expect from me or what they try to take from me um, or try to exploit from me. It's not a good feeling to be a person that others take advantage of. And so I have avoided that at all costs, but realizing that what it truly costs is opportunity to be outside of myself and to care for someone other than myself and essentially I have not been able to uh, transform into the whole complete person that I am because I'm stuck in this limbo of needing to do for other people and not being able to cultivate my own true self and I feel that that is a lot of the problem of what people experience in the world we do not have that inner balance within ourselves, that feminine and that masculine and that whole completeness within ourselves that um, we do not, even if it is only subconsciously, uh, act as vampires leeching energy off of each other. I hate the idea of that. Everything about it I fight against, but 
I see that that's the world and the way that it's made. It's this uh, elite and privileged system, and it's a system built off of debts and exploitations, and I hate that. I want to overcome that. I want to change that. I want to improve the system so that people can be complete in themselves, so that they do not become so vulnerable that they by necessity are dependent on other people's kindness and then you realize you are surrounded by people that you can't trust i don't like that idea and it's based in the wrong foundation and so to transcend that one must learn how to become their best version their own individual um that is a conduit to connect heaven and earth and not heaven like religious god or earth as in you know the planet that we live on but rather the uh, central grounding in the physical realms and the uh, grounding within the spiritual realms and then tying it to through this bridge networking of of mental um, construct that can create a communication of, of those two realms and unite them to a form of wisdom of self that can be used as a complete person to uh, complete the service to humanity's betterment. Essentially, the individual intentionally becoming self-sufficient, self-staining, free and independent, their best version, so that they can improve the capacity for others to do the same. Become their best version so society can become their best version. In essence, this is what I've always felt that I am moving towards, but it's been a challenge for myself because I have initiated these rules and these terms and conditions by which I must bind myself to um, to complete my transformative process. It's almost like a spell, and you have to do it a certain way. And when you think in terms of like uh, casting a spell, uh, you have to ground yourself within a safe space um, in order for it to be able to work. Otherwise, you become a conduit to lots of other spiritual uh pressures that can come through so essentially um i have been led to believe that i needed to put my trust and faith in somebody else that could be my grounding and that's just not possible and so i have to create my own grounding and i have to form my own independence and i have to be okay with being alone and i am Unless I look at the backdrop of society and realize how much of an outcast that makes me. And that because it makes me such an outcast, the likelihood of people to actually believe what I'm saying and find it as value uh, dramatically decreases. And so it makes it so that the way is very narrow. And that one must formulate a sense of humility in order to achieve it. And... So I realized that very few people will ever be able to accomplish this. So I have to come to be okay with knowing that I'm not a world shifter. All I'm doing is shifting my own paradigm so that I can live in this 
anonymous beauty transfixed into this circle that I enter and too boldly discover if there is another that can join me within this circle. Um, but this knowingness that I myself am beyond form and that so long as I remain in this circle, in order to attach into the rest of the world, I will have to slip out from it. And it will become less and less an ideal thing to do. I will be here less and less. And this becomes the truth. As I access these forms of the feminine attributes within myself and exemplify them, in the manifestations, I'm going to find that I'm bestowing upon myself a separation from people. And I'm going to have to embody it and be okay with that. Ah, but wherein lies that it benefits others is that of the same relationship that can be found with the shamans, you know? A personifying of this shaman that possesses this experience of wild abandon to not represent the ways of the mortals and become distinguished only by the ways of the mortals as one that feeds the essence of a higher world to the human clan and, and the realm by which it attaches itself to mortal earth. I've always felt that I have one foot in the ground in the physical plane and one foot in the heavenly spiritual plane. I am a representation of this spiritual uh, sovereignty, uh, but also this union back into the, the physical human plane. I think where my most complete fulfillment is opening up to me is beautiful and it has been lovely to love the manners of humans. But I feel now I'm walking down a path 
with which the queen was familiar. And it is a hue of violet. Is deeper and more revealing than a butterfly's gossamer wings with the electric colors radiating in the sun. I walk into another plane where beauty is more intense. And the heart's wish quickly becomes reality. I am on that ethereal ground. And at times I linger in my receiving of instructions from these guides, elders, that have long since seemed a distant voice, as if I fall back into a dream to be awakened by that voice. It seems that the earthly plane is like a party that is planned to include all the right people, almost all people, those with which the world is familiar. But it's as if I, as a guest, was forgotten. <laughs> and now I'm trying to turn that into something that does not remain powerless. I don't want it to be vengeful. I just want to understand that my beauty is a natural form. It is a celebration. And that while it keeps me so that I'm in this process. I have lost my natural form. 
and it's only possible to reverse this curse. by event of unfortunate accident by which my karma can be completed and I can have a normal life or that I will sleep as I transform into this lovely flower nurturing in the climate of a beautiful abode actively preparing to sew the gowns of the royal household where a young suitor might reside and come to me and bring us together. And hasten the time of our betrothal and conceive a plan that will transport the world as we know it into something of a brilliant idea, an arrangement by which the plan can be set out and all can travel peacefully. But accompanying this scheme will be plots that will come to pass and encourage the awakening within everyone who breathes the fresh air of its truth and light. Sometimes for me Knowing the things that I can see, it's kind of like my mind becomes this dungeon and it's filled with enchantments. And I stand in the presence of the world as an imposter. So I stay completely changed off in the distance. Bounding myself to wandering then I return with my knowing and share it but it seems at times that I wander aimlessly because I'm stuck in this realm of wanting to love and to live and to find my prince But then knowing that
I have to know him as not ignorant or evil. Which I recognize upon his reflection any of the abusiveness and feelings that flood in through his own self-loathing when it attends to bring that out and me personally when I connect myself to someone I feel their presence I feel their story and it comes to me and I try to reveal the beauty and the sunrise light of knowing them being connected to them on this higher spiritual plane But when they're not in the same alignment of you, they are not a spiritual ally, they can't help you transmute things. But they only catch glimpse the tail of the shooting star. But they don't know what they seek. They don't know what they have in sight, this human soul that has love and admiration that people seek. And that sensing my attentions, it becomes of necessity for them to bid a cooperation, which leads to the futility of their domination over my sense of spirit. They transmute blindly the love that I give and it becomes a predatory mindset that is conscious and inhumane. And I have to go and undergo a transformation again to drown out the distortions and to bring about redemptions and I live in a state of turbulence it's a suffering in the night of their ignorance and only the morning will resolve I become this door that is knocked upon And the nights of these patterns repeat and repeat. And there are times when I am curious to know more, and I'll live with it for a while. I'll continue following it for a great distance. But it begins to have less and less opportunity to be a good thing. I begin to feel nervous, undervalued, disheveled strewn about. I seemingly become this storage place for negativity and it begins eating away at my very soul. And so my body complains. The physical realm, the spiritual realm are demanding that I mentally go in and really see what's happening. 
And sometimes I don't like to do that because I don't like what I see. I eagerly look forward to seeing the magical woman within me. But just knowing that the truth will always thrust through the cracks of my door. And it's intoxicating. It sounds like music that is an awakening. There is this message that registers in my subconscious and I'm able to return it back to my origins as I return back to the physical plane. And I have to find the stagnations within my spirit, this sagging within it, and I have to rejuvenate my body and my sagging spirit. And I can only do that through following the instructions of my self-care. And then I begin orienting myself with a new sense that is isolated from the prior road that I was traveling. And to come out with it with a new memory of a new message that is inscribed right there inside my soul. That means have me travel down to a new world. In this way, my true identity is never known. I know who I am. But I will be forced to change shape. And until I say stop, I have to enter in a relationship under extraordinary conditions in order to have myself freed from this bondage of the illusion that I belong here. Only in love will I know that there are no limitations of time and place and that I can bring forth an appearance of the form of life that can come from me before death and come to create together in a sacred space of already knowing immortality. And this is what a relationship is a symbol of peace and compassion, a personified spirit of this inspired love, confidence in the form of this golden human or animal. An incarnation of self so that I no longer suffer in the snare.
that I know no other could transform my heart. If they only see me as prey. And so I, in my grieving, have stayed away from others, licking my wounds, preparing to step forward and face the great hunter. The permanence of my soul is humbled by nobility of spirit. And mercy is what creates the protection for me and my family in entering into that world of a life of creativity that can increase my awareness through the commitment of relationships I can attain enlightenment of experiences through spiritual kinship with all sentient beings. And if that, in terms of the shamanic cosmology, this spiritual leader, this central personification of a guardian, comes through as the alley, as the doorway, as the fifth direction, the medium by which the shaman can reach the spiritual world and learn the mysteries of the universe and bring them back here to the physical plane. I want my life force to symbolically resurrect new life in this world. In order to elevate people of this world, it requires this transporting of people beyond the temporal into the transcendental spheres. People don't know how to go through the sacred ritual of entering into that and the symbolic tracks that are here and to open themselves to seeking the wisdom and the spiritual empowerment. And so, as a spot that is designated here for me, 
shaman. One that feels it in the bones, emanating from the symbol of purity. Go in to ask for forgiveness for the wrongdoings and seek redemption and vision and then share that with the cultures that have had prevailing addictions to these wrong ways and to give them instead a way for ritual and preparation for purification to make the way feasible this guaranteed passport to the spiritual experience that gets them entering into existence with the sincere recharging of themselves to be an interdimensional guide to transport people to these subtle realms and bind them to the world of matter with that of their soul so that they can walk the path of the spirit that's seen the natural world in front of them and the nature of all things down to the bones and see that there is this clarity that's outlined against the radiant sky that traces the footsteps of the god within and that by that they can walk across this earth in a naked purity that burns away the sins in the heat of the sun and the jealousy and anger and the greed of the world as it is it just drips away melts leaving a soul that is gleaming like a bleach bone So I have been for a while drawing these lines of my grounding and listening to the pounding of my heartbeat, the shaking of my senses as I intuitively follow my heart. As I lead myself to my lover And with my stealth, with my arrow and my bow, find a way to take hold of these mysteries and shoot them to the sky so they become this flashing plane of stars that are populated with spirits and character so that people can place themselves within those origins and understand before them this plane of understanding of how and why their soul burns as it does. We want to present before people the mysteries and weave for them the fibers within their brain 
and to take the powers of the place that are hidden before them and bring it to inhabit their very bones so they may become their own medicine and have not a need to go beyond what is necessary and that all will just have enough the sky to me is an enchanted and mythic form it magically transforms moment to moment is an enormous breadth spread space a sea of mystery a breath in the ether and those who are enchanted such as shape-changing dragons can see in the great multitude a transitory nature of all things from origins to the dimensions of power and alternately of the deity of the transcendent that time that orchestrates the primordial powers of nature within the temporal world and the embodiment of the life force in the physical. Human race sprang from the progenitor. This dragon creature, an ancient of the gods, a deity in its own right. possesses this dynamic energy and power encompassing the wind, the earth, the rain, the seas, blazing fires, all natural forces that flow through me. I become a personification of the elements. And I guard the bounty of the world. I view myself as a natural extension of the inherent powers of the dragon. supremely linked the powers of heaven and earth and the great treasure of attaining enlightenment because my heart has the power to understand the speech of harmony I cannot costume my spiritual lineage and force myself behind my visions and actions to not be hunted till slain. As much as I come close to being here in the material as well as spiritual world in my attainment, I need the protection and guidance of guardians with great powers. Love is a charge with magical protection. Born 
of the Great Mother aspects. The Goddess of Fortune grants to me boons through magical pearl. The seed that multiplies all that it touches, bestowing health and wealth, fruit of the moon and the sea. A creature that captures the minds of her pursuers so she learns the art of changing shape. We may gain the gifts of prophecy and lessons of invisibility from union. That is where I establish royal dynasties and create a genetic leak to the dragon I bear within the generations of God Kings. I transmit my knowledge and seed for the benefit of humankind. my longing for my love haunts me. I see the kind of parallels in the world of intimate associations with which I would like to involve. But first and foremost, I am a creature created as a representation of the dark unknown vastness of unconsciousness and the creative activity of the manifestation within the conscious realm. I don't want the universe to be in a perpetual state of constant chaos. But this feminine power, this spiritual being is thought of as a threat in this patriarchal, political, religious order that the world is currently in, as I am incarnate. I seem to represent all that is unruly and destructive, and as if I am a devouring mother. And so they will fight my psychological orientation because of the waves that it caused in the current of culture. And here I am trying to reconcile the hemispheres of the brain to represent not only this intuitive and creative ruling of the unconscious, but also rational order that takes apart this information that is unconscious and creatively uses it as material, gives it a proper intended use. 
when you look at psychology in culture, you see that there is communication between the hemispheres and that chaos really only represents within the individual their own coming to terms with their own destruction and that every generation represented throughout all historical generations sees this destructive state that the world is trying to have dominance over the feminine and we're ruled by these demonizations of civilized society and the human race is fathered by this patriarchal rule and the origins of family are no longer referenced within the nurturing aspects of the feminine and subsequently humankind is set to never be freed from the chaos we are in the midst of these elemental forces within humankind and the world rampages on in this state of rage and madness destroying the enemies of this feminine aspect because the warriors of the patriarchal masculine side assume that the banners of their success is to only throw themselves into a frenzy of killing all that which it sees as different. So the feminine aspect is terrorized within culture and held responsible for every horrifying event because if we only had not felt that we were being exterminated that we would have an appetite for human flesh to just eat each other devour one another and to somehow be okay with that become these cannibals little vampires sucking the life out of everyone when I express my truest self for people's consideration I am deemed a demon a supernatural threat and that they want to burn me down eliminate the forces of evil they see within me which evil is subjective I'm only evil because I represent all that they can't be if they continue on how they are going it's a relationship with the divine masculine and feminine and many religious orders have for a very long time told stories of this relationship they've embodied it in certain characters you know zen priests and legends monks you know greek gods and goddesses Egyptian pharaohs and gods and goddesses alike. These are stories that are deeply engrossed with these meditations of the representation of ascending into this 
appearance of the feminine and the masculine and how those forces, you know, gracefully evolve the world. But in realizing that the form becomes, in the material sense, either a blessing or the very thing that threatens this constant state of peace of mind to at least know that that's the way things are and to not see something that's good and to have never known good and to not know what you're seeing and so therefore you cannot define it and so you become scared by it and that you would rather continue to experience the bad because it is what is familiar that is better to feel bad than it is to feel good because what is good anyway that sounds bad even worse and so the idea is that the woman the feminine is this miraculous conception of the important fate of humanity that a mother brings forth the exquisite flower of the unknown origin and lays it before to be something that can be known. So, this strange one here, a former servant of the current culture of the world, has walked away, moved myself, and in my movement, there is a shimmer of thousands of umbered green scales rippling under my skin. I am a reptilian, growing in magnitude, thousands of feet in size, finding my cave to be quaint home. And I am illustrating for myself this benefit of good favor. As I en route myself home, refining and gently inquiring is the reason of my poor conditions so that I can identify myself as one that deserves a way to no longer live in this neglect or abuse, but to find myself upon firm ground. I'm tired of my exile. I am accustomed to this life in this setting, at the bottom of a lake. And I want to set myself on the firm ground find relations and friends and transform myself into a more human shape so that I can take the curse that's laid upon her and make it so that I can switch back and forth between my origins and my form. I want to be able to roam the countryside and to secure food, and to secure lodging, and to secure the relationships, to share the story immediately in myself, to put myself at service 
and assistance to others without it becoming a enslavement. To give myself consent in with the gravity of an up uplifted spirit and for people to see that I am a manifestation of my power. And if I can be focused on the task of caring for myself to sustain my role in fulfilling my destiny, then my mission becomes far more interesting than the one that I could have been involved with earlier. It becomes not that I have failed to seal the fate that I had in store with other people on that other forward front, that I can just follow the path which is laid out before me by the gods now. When I go on my journey towards that distant horizon, that new vision of what is to come, and see myself, the would-be scholar, instructing, exchanging my knowledge for another, to respond to the knocks I receive from new persons and entrust them with my red letter. There is only one person whom I can speak, and that is the king of himself. That warrior who is instructed when he shuts his eyes, and in his royal guard, he can part the wave with his mind and reveal the bottom of the sea and find the dragon in her heavenly world and all the emeralds, diamonds, and pearls glittering from the walls and in human shape Deeply lined, tall and lean, beautiful, seeming infinitely youthful. That she will grip her throne, find the cause of the disturbance and redeem the time. As abstract as all that seems, there's something forbidden that is hidden within its palace. <laughs>